Welcome to the Grow My Salon Business podcast, where we focus on the business side of hairdressing. I'm your host, Anthony Whitaker, and I'll be talking to thought leaders in the hairdressing industry, discussing insightful, provocative, and inspiring ideas that matter. So get ready to learn, get ready to be challenged, get ready to be inspired, and most importantly, get ready to grow your salon business. Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Grow My Salon Business Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Whitaker, and it's great to have you here with me again today. I often say that I'm really lucky and that I get to interview lots of great people on the show and to have in-depth conversations with salon owners and other people that have a vested interest in the industry. But I've also committed to do at least one in every four episodes where I choose a question that you send in that I feel is a topic that has universal appeal. So today, I want to talk about a question I was asked about in-salon professional retail. And more specifically, how can you get your team uh, to talk more about retail? Now, I do have a complete module on that in my online superstylist course, So I'm going to reference some of that content in today's podcast episode. Now, for many salon owners, the normal approach that they take is to try and teach and then bribe and, you know, sometimes bully their team into sell more product. But the problem is, is that that simply doesn't work. You won't get hairdressers to retail just by screaming at them or telling them it's their job or even by teaching them the words to use. They'll only start to do it if they genuinely believe in it as part of their job and understand why they need to do it. And so the best place to start is to understand why they are or aren't comfortable talking about product recommendations. And To do that, you need to dig a little bit deeper and to understand what their beliefs are and why they believe what it is that they believe and how beliefs can work for you or they can work against you. And then to understand how they can go about changing what they believe. So in this podcast, I'm going to talk about those beliefs that we all have in the context of retail. Uh, And I'm going to talk about them in a very real and practical sense. Because when you start to have an impact on what someone's beliefs are, your own or someone else's, then you have some chance of changing those beliefs and therefore some chance of changing the end result. So let me pose this question to you. Why should hairdressers recommend professional take-home products? Just for a moment, Forget about any of the negative reasons that you might have or that some people do have as to why they shouldn't. Because ultimately, I always think that it boils down to that there are three main reasons why you should. The first reason is that it's a service to our clients. It's a a service to your clients to talk about retail because hairdressing is part of the service industry. Educating your clients is about, you know, telling them what you're using and how to use it, and then just offering them the opportunity to purchase home hair care because it's part of giving them good service. Now, face it, if you need to use it, then it stands to reason that the clients need to be given the opportunity 
to use it and to, to purchase it so that they can use it themselves at home as well. It shouldn't be, okay, it's not, or definitely shouldn't be, a secret that's only available to you. It would be like an accountant telling you that, you know, they have an easier way to record your expenses, but they don't tell you. Or a waiter not telling you what was a special on the menu. Or a doctor not telling you about an ointment that they have that will clear up your dermatitis. You see, advising clients about what to use on their hair is a service to their clients. And that's the first reason why you should do it. The second reason is that it's part of your job. Now think about it for a moment. You, the hairdresser, have the product knowledge and the expertise to prescribe the correct products to use. It's just your job to do that. And ask yourself this, if it's not your job, you, the professional hairdresser, standing behind a chair with the client in your chair, then whose job is it? Just think about the alternatives for the moment. Is it really the job of the person working in the local pharmacy or drugstore to, to advise clients what they should use on their hair? Or is it really the job of the, the shelf stacker in the supermarket or the person behind the register to advise clients what to use on their hair? Of course it's not. Obviously, it's the job of the hairdresser. And to think otherwise is, is just naive. The third reason is that take-home product sales are a profit center for the business. And so that's why hairdressers should recommend professional take-home products. Because whether you like it or not, the reality is that in hairdressing, there is typically more profit in relation to the time invested in selling a product than there is in cutting or coloring someone's hair. And if a business doesn't make a profit, then they don't survive and then no one has a job. It would be like a flight attendant on a plane saying, I'm not going to tell them about duty-free just so the airline can make a profit. Or a receptionist at the hotel saying, I'm not telling them about the bar and the lobby or the restaurant just so that the hotel can make a profit. That would just be crazy to think like that, wouldn't it? You see, there are now hundreds of different professional hair product brands for salons to carry. The professional-only market hasn't always existed, but it has boomed from a market that was virtually non-existent 50 years ago to today being a multi-billion dollar business that plays a huge role in evolving the hairdressing business model. And in the process, it's generated a significant profit for salon owners and commission for stylists everywhere. But I will still frequently meet hairdressers who perhaps see 20, 25, 30 clients a week, maybe more. And yet they'll still do zero in take-home sales every week. And I'll frequently meet other hairdressers who will achieve 50% or more of their clients who purchase professional take-home products from the salon. So why is it that for some hairdressers, the idea of selling take-home product is at best their weak spot, and at worst, it's something that absolutely terrifies them? So let's talk about that. 
why don't some hairdressers recommend take-home product? Because that is, is really focusing on the heart of the issue. So first of all, I think it's important to recognize that some do and some don't, because often the ones that don't recommend take-home product, they make all sorts of blanket statements and generalizations about why it's not possible. But often they're conveniently forgetting that there's often a stylist in the same salon, essentially seeing the same clients, but they're achieving great retail sales figures. So that proves that it's not the clients. It proves that it's not the product. It proves that it's not the economy. It's not the internet or the country that they live in. It proves that it's the hairdresser. It's the person standing behind the chair and what they choose to do and don't do that makes the difference. So before we go any further, just stop and think about the first two or three reasons that come to mind as to why some hairdressers, perhaps you, don't recommend take-home product. Now, often in live seminars, I'll ask that very question, and I'll write down all the responses to it on a flip chart, and, and then we'll look at each one individually and try and understand what's really going on behind it. And so that's what I want to do with you uh, for the bulk of this podcast. So I often come up with a list, and there's, there's usually you know over a dozen, uh, usually maxes out at about 14. So uh, I want to drill down into 14 of the most common reasons, or let's call them what they are, limiting beliefs, as to why some hairdressers don't recommend take-home product. So let's work through the list and try and understand those reasons one by one, and potentially look at ways to solve or overcome each of those reasons. Okay, so the first reason is that they simply don't know how. Now, of course, you need to be taught how. Learning how to talk about take-home product effectively and in a way that's comfortable for you, just like learning how to do a haircut. No, no one ever just picked up a pair of scissors and was instantly transformed into a great stylist. You had to be taught and so it is with learning to be good at talking about take-home products. You have to be taught how to do that. Now, like most things, there isn't only one way to do it. And over time, you will develop your own approach or style that feels comfortable and that works for you. And just like cutting hair, some people will be better at it than others, but everyone can learn to do it. And just like at times, Learning to cut or color hair may be frustrating and you may fail out of your comfort zone and you probably make numerous mistakes, but eventually, bit by bit, haircut by haircut, your knowledge improves, your skill level improves, and you grow in confidence. So it'll be the same with learning how to talk about take-home products. You won't be effective at talking about take-home products without improving your knowledge, without improving your skill and confidence, and inevitably making a few mistakes along the way. But like anything, with practice, you too can learn to do this. The second reason why some hairdressers don't talk about take-home product is that they've had a bad experience. In other words, someone said no, or someone accused them of being pushy. Now, seriously, you need to get over it. 
Okay, so keep it all in perspective here and move on. You need to recognize that you'll never have control over how other people are going to respond and what they're going to say to you. But you do have absolute control over the meaning that they give to it. So think of that bad experience as simply being feedback for you as to what didn't work. So rather than use it as an excuse to not recommend take home, instead use it as a reason to learn what went wrong and how perhaps you should go about it the next time if the way you went about it this time made that client feel uncomfortable and therefore respond negatively to you. The third reason on my list as to why some hairdressers don't talk about take-home product is quite simply that they're lazy. Now, don't underestimate the amount of hairdressers who won't talk about take-home purely because they are too damn lazy to even try. And I would suggest that that's probably the number one reason. So look, there is no easy way to say this, but just get it together. You know, it's your job. Make an effort Or really, you need to alternatively, you know, question as to whether this is really the right career path for you, because your clients want someone who genuinely cares about them. They want someone who will advise them on what they should be using and and then to let them make the decision as to whether they want it or not. Yeah. The next reason, the fourth reason, why some hairdressers don't talk about take-home product is that they just have poor product knowledge. Without doubt, you need to have good product knowledge. I think it would be hard to find a product manufacturer that doesn't have a website with all the product information needed or offer classes to increase your product knowledge. But failing that, another thing you can do is to ask other people on your team what they use, why they use it. Do they mix it with anything else? How much of it do they use? What sort of hair is it best used on? Or try it yourself. Google it. Do a search on YouTube. Or as a last resort, get really radical and read what it says on the back of the container that the product comes in. The point is that lack of product knowledge is an easy problem solved if you really wanted to solve it. The fifth reason why some hairdressers don't talk about take-home product is that they don't believe it's their job. They say things like, I'm an artist. Look, I'm very proud to be a hairdresser. It's a wonderful craft. And I've met some hairdressers who are extraordinarily creative and artistic. And Developing that creativity and that skill that goes with it should be a never-ending process for every hairdresser everywhere. But first and foremost, hairdressing is a craft. And as I said at the beginning, it's part of the service industry. And the majority of people that work through your door expect you to be able to give them a great haircut and color and a level of service to accompany it. Now, you should be proud, too, that hairdressing is what you do. As I said, I know I am, and I give every client 100% of my technical creative ability in both how I do their hair and how I serve them in the full context of the meaning of the word. Anyone who thinks that advising clients on what to use on the hair at home is beneath them 
or it's not their job is totally missing the point. And they're completely out of touch with not only the harsh reality of business, but also client expectations and the role that the hairdressers really play. Unfortunately, though, there are still some hairdressers who have that mindset, much to the detriment of the clients, their business's profitability, and their own income. If if you or someone you work with doesn't believe it's part of your job, you really do need a major attitude shift if you want to survive in this industry. The sixth lesson on my list as to why some hairdressers don't talk about take-home product is that they don't want to be pushy. Well, great. I don't want you to be pushy either. Hopefully, no one is asking you to be pushy because that's a sure way of losing repeat business. Selling stuff or retailing or educating clients is all about having the right mindset. I don't believe it's about developing some slick sales approach to manipulate a client to buy something that they don't want or need or to to reach a target or earn a commission. The role of the stylist, I call them the super stylist, is to consult, it's to educate, it's to inspire and recommend. And it's important that you understand that if you really want to succeed in this industry, that it's a marathon, it's not a sprint, meaning that you want clients coming back to you for years. You don't want clients leaving you because they feel that you oversell them. It's all about finding the right balance and having the empathy to know when to back off, to consult, to educate, to inspire and recommend is to me just plain good old-fashioned manners. It's great service and it's being helpful and it's genuinely caring. And then simply remembering to ask the client if they'd like to take any of the products home that you've used on their hair today. So stop trying to sell products. Clients don't want to be sold to. What they do want is your knowledge, your enthusiasm, your pride in what you do, your skill and the solutions that you have to their problems. So don't be pushy. Be caring. Be genuine and educate your clients. And I promise you, the sales will come. The seventh reason why some hairdressers don't talk about take-home product is that they think of their clients as their friends and they feel uncomfortable or that it's wrong to sell to their friends. Look, I'm sure that you're friendly to them and I'm sure that they're friendly to you. But by and large, 95% of them are not your friends. They are your clients. You have a professional relationship with them. I understand that you might have a friendly relationship, but always remember it's first and foremost a professional relationship. And if you really cared about them, you would offer them the benefit of all your knowledge, and that includes product recommendations. The next reason why some hairdressers don't talk about take-home product, is that there is no retail culture in the salon. And I get that. I understand that, you know, in some salons, it's a strong retail culture, and in other salons, it's hardly done at all. And that culture can impact everyone who works there. So understand that educating your clients about take-home products is a habit that becomes part 
of your salon culture. And that also not educating your clients about take-home products is also a habit that becomes part of your salon culture. Now, I've seen salons where everyone is actively recommending take-home product and achieving great results and happy clients accordingly. Likewise, I've seen salons where nobody is recommending take-home product and getting no sales as a result. Either culture is infectious and either will influence everyone on the team. It's not just about creating a selling environment. That, that is part of the equation. But I always say to people that you should aim to create a buying environment as well, where your salon is synonymous with the best in total hair care. So think about the product lines you carry. Think about your merchandising. Think about your point of sale material. Think about the lighting and the display units and the training that you give your team in order to create a retail culture in the salon. The ninth reason why I find that some hairdressers will say they don't retail is they'll say that, well, why should I do it? There's no commission. Oh my God. Shame on you. Seriously, it always amazes me when someone says that the reason they don't recommend take-home product is because they don't get paid commission for it. If that's the only reason that you want to advise me, the client, what I should be using on my hair at home is because you get a commission, then you're never going to be good at it because you're coming from completely the wrong place. And again, this is completely the wrong career path for you. If you work in a salon where they have a commission structure for take-home product sales, then congratulations, because not everybody does. But if you don't work in a salon that pays commission for take-home sales, why would you want to penalize the client for that? That's pretty warped thinking. You should be giving the client 100% of your knowledge and ability, regardless of whether you're getting a commission or have a target to reach. Can you imagine a doctor not prescribing a medicine because there was no commission for him or her? Or a teacher not recommending a book because there was no commission for him or her? Or a waiter not offering the dessert menu because there was no commission for him or her? If that's how you think, you should really give some serious thought as to whether this was the right career choice for you. And if it is, forget about the commission and do it because you love what you do. Do it because you believe in the products and you really care about the clients. And if you happen to also work in a salon where you get some commission, then that is an added bonus. The 10th reason on my list as to why some hairdressers don't talk about take-home product, is that they say the clients buy it online. So the clients buy product online. Yes, of course they do. You do and I do as well. And will more people buy online in five years than they do now? Well, you can guarantee it. But is it a valid excuse to not offer product recommendations because a client last week said to you, I can get it cheaper online. Of course it's not. The reality is, is that in the world that we live in, more and more of us are buying things online. And is it going to affect our industry? Of course it is, just like every other industry. 
But have all the malls closed where you live? Have all the high streets or main streets all lost all their, their, their shops? Of course they haven't. Or are, of course there are, are still shops that are open in your local mall. I know some malls have closed. I know that probably the high street or the main street is undergoing a bit of a reinvention at the moment. I mean, but even Amazon are opening brick and mortar stores. Look, some people will always want to buy online. That's just the reality. And the number of people that do that will probably increase, but not everyone will buy online. Some people will continue to want to purchase in the salon for ease, for the convenience, for the personal recommendation, for the impulse purchases, and for the relationship that they have with you and wanting to support you and your business. Think of the internet as simply another competitor. And like all businesses that survive the competition that the internet presents, you need to offer an experience that you can't get online. You need to understand that it's not just a product that you're selling, but you're also selling the experience and relationship that goes with it. And if you fail to do that, you'll lose your retail business. You'll lose the profit margin it represents. And another reason for that client to come back to you in your salon. Another reason why some clients don't talk about take-home product is that they say they don't have time. Seriously? You have the same amount of time as everyone else. It's what you choose to do with the time that you have available. You can choose to talk about the program you saw on TV last night or the resort that you went to on holiday last month or the new restaurant in town. Or you can choose to get really radical and tell them about what you're using on their hair and tell them how to use it so that they can repeat the same look at home. My suggestion for hairdressers who say they don't have enough time to talk about retail is first of all, learn to talk and cut hair at the same time. You'd be amazed how, how, how many people don't seem to have mastered that skill. And secondly, stop selling the restaurant you went to last week and the television show you saw last night, and instead use the time to, to have a conversation with the client about how to reproduce the look on their hair at home. Tell them what you're using. Explain to them why you're using it. Show them how you're using it. And then ask them if they'd like to take some home with them. The 12th reason why some hairdressers don't talk about take-home product is fear. Fear robs us of many things in life. The fear of failure, the fear of getting it wrong, the fear of being laughed at, the fear of making a mistake. So what are your fears about retail. For hairdressers, when it comes to retail, the fear is usually about two things. First of all, it's the fear of price. In other words, you think it's expensive. And so you have decided that the client can't afford it. And secondly, the fear of rejection, meaning that they might say no. So let's talk about rejection first. I think that part of the problem is that hairdressers want to be liked. And when a client says no, they take it personally. So what if they say no? 
that's okay. Some of them don't want it. So what's the big deal? It means nothing. Not everyone is going to want to buy it. So get over that feeling of rejection. When I'm working in a salon with clients, I follow the same or similar process with every client and a percentage of them will buy and a percentage of them won't buy. I don't need to know why they didn't buy it. Essentially, it's probably none of my business. Maybe they bought some last time and it hasn't run out yet. Or maybe their mom or husband just bought some. Maybe their bathroom cabinet is full of half-used tubs of wax already, whatever the product is. Maybe they have to pay the rent tomorrow and they can't afford it today. Who knows? I don't and I don't need to. I've done my job and I'll do it again next time. No just means no, but they might say yes next time. You have very little control over what happens when you ask a client if they'd like to purchase a product. In life, you will sometimes experience rejection. It's inevitable. Whether it's asking someone out for a drink or applying for a job, whatever it is, you will at times experience rejection because the answer will sometimes be no. And you have no control over the other person saying that. But you do have absolute control over the meaning that you give it. What I'm getting at is this. The reason that some hairdressers don't talk about take-home as part of their job is that they tried it and the client said no. So now they've decided that because the client didn't buy it, that they're no good at selling. Or they decided that the client thought it was too expensive. Or they decided that the clients don't want to buy from salons. And now, so what they do now is they, they go and structure all kinds of excuses around the idea of talking about take-home product to justify why they don't do it. A good analogy would be, if, as a hairdresser, you suggested to every client that they have a complete change of hairstyle every time you saw them. Now, maybe some would, but by far the majority wouldn't. You wouldn't conclude from that that you couldn't cut and color hair well or that they didn't like you. So stop creating negative meanings to justify why you don't offer home hair care product recommendations. So if rejection is your problem, what I would really suggest as a, as a remedy for that is that if you really want to experience real rejection, then spend a couple of days like those charity workers that you see in Main Street or High Street everywhere, approaching people in the street to collect donations. They experience rejection. You, on the other hand, are just getting a polite no thanks. Ultimately, People will buy when they're ready, not when you're ready. So if you don't want it there and then, that's fine. Just write the name of the product down on a business card or a prescription pad or record it on their file and let them know that you've written it down for them. And if they decided at a later date that they want it, that this is what it's called. So don't get hung up about rejection. Most people are going to say no. And more often than not, the reason why they say no is none of your business. But don't let it stop you doing your job because the next time they might say yes. And you don't need to know why they said yes either. It's simply a numbers game and it's a long-term relationship. They might not buy it today, but they might buy it another time. Now, the other fear that stops hairdressers talking about take-home is the fear 
of price. In other words, you have decided that it's too expensive and the client won't be able to afford it. All I'm going to say to you about it is this. Don't be so rude to assume that you know what a client can or can't afford. You can't assume that just because you think it's expensive, that it's expensive to the person sat in your chair. You have no idea how much money they have, or more importantly, what value they would attach to the benefits in using a product. You've got no right to judge what they can and can't afford. What's expensive to one person is a bargain to someone else. It's not always a reflection of how wealthy they might be, but a reflection of the value that they attach to the benefits that they will gain. Value is far more important than price. The important thing to remember is that you are not the client. And therein often lies the problem. And that's it, because you think it's expensive to you that it's expensive to the client. But you are not the client. Do your clients all drive the same car as you? Do they eat in the same restaurants as you? Do they holiday in the same resorts as you? Do they buy the same clothes as you or earn the same income as you? You are not the client. So it's important that you don't let your preconceptions on price and what you think of as expensive stop you from doing your job because people don't buy on price alone. So as we begin to wrap up this episode, I want you to reflect on those reasons that stop you offering people the benefit of your expertise, your knowledge, and your experience when it comes to how to maintain their hair between visits. If you've got any further reasons, then let me know. But that is a wrap up for this week's episode of the Grow My Salon Business podcast. I will bring you another guest next week on the show. And as I said, I'd love to find out your thoughts on all things to do with salon retail. So don't hesitate to jump on into my Instagram or Facebook feed at Grow My Salon Business and share your thoughts with us. And remember that every fourth podcast I put out is like today's, where I pick a topic based on what you've asked me to talk about. So either DM me or Instagram me at Grow My Salon Business or drop me an email at anthony at growmysalonbusiness.com. And that's Anthony, A-N-T-O-N-Y, okay, uh, with a topic or a question that you think might be relevant to talk about on the podcast. But until then, feel free to share this episode with your team or anyone. If you're a, a, a sales rep representing one of the many great brands out there, I do a lot of stuff with John Paul Mitchell Systems. And, uh, you know, if you're a sales rep listening to this, then don't hesitate to share it with your clients or your team members, your staff, because I think there's a lot of good, valuable information in it, which is going to benefit everybody, the client, the stylist, the salon owner, and the manufacturers of the products. So until next week, have a great day. And wherever you are, keep safe. 
Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you'd like to connect with us, you'll find us at growmysalonbusiness.com or on Facebook and Instagram at growmysalonbusiness. And if you enjoyed tuning into our podcast, make sure that you subscribe, like, and share it with your friends. Until next time, this is Anthony Whitaker wishing you continued success.